Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. To the Service Legend Podcast, a show for home service business owners who are looking to dominate their market and see more profit, more freedom, and more impact from their services. Hey, I'm your host, Ryan Davis, CEO and founder at Service Legend and Cardinal Concrete Coating. Each episode, I'll be interviewing home service legends, industry experts, coaches, consultants, software companies, and a whole lot more. See you guys on the podcast. Well, happy Tuesday, uh, everyone, or like Brett and I were talking about, maybe happy Monday still, if uh, if you're packing things in before Thanksgiving. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Service Legend Podcast. Uh, and Brett and Neil, man, thank you so much for uh, for being here. Ryan, thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for the uh, opportunity to talk with you and you know and the people you're followed that follow you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I've 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 been following you too um, for for a little while. I've seen you kind of commenting in the Service Legend Facebook group and in some others. Um, I think I've seen you commenting around and and providing value in um, um, in the Profit Rocket Facebook group too. Over oh yeah, big, big fan of Victor. I mean, I chime in here and there. You know, there's there's a lot of big personalities, but I love to follow yeah. along and see what what people are doing. And if I can help out, obviously, I try to get in there. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Neil. Um, he is a, um, a CPA and consultant and advisor to the HVAC and the plumbing, uh, and other service industries, um, at high velocity accounting, Brett, uh, Brett will share invaluable insights into conquering financial challenges with the, within the trades. Um, and we're also going to um, dive into, um, kind of what they uh, deliver and the custom financial knowledge that they have, uh, that ampl- amplifies profits, um, cultivates, uh, business growth. And, uh, man, I'm, man, I'm pumped to jump into this one. Um, and we were chatting before we got live and, um, I, I want you to kind of, um, break it down a little bit further, but, um, before we jump into that, what you're doing now, um, I like to jump into a little bit of an origin story, like kind of what led up to, to this, uh, and maybe we could get some insight to why there's a plane behind you, you know? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, we were kind of talking about, I mean, the airplane in the background, my, my blue collar background is that I'm an aircraft mechanic. That's what I did out of high school. Got to uh, fly some aerobatic airplanes and just really enjoyed that. Um, took a 20-year hiatus to become an accountant, and uh, that kicked my butt. Getting my CPA license, taking the CPA exam, getting through college. But ended up meeting my wife. Uh, she's also a CPA um, through that journey. So, I mean, it's come with its rewards as well as its challenges, and I've definitely learned a lot. The language of business, um, for me, kind of was like, how do I connect the two? How do I get back to my roots and and really enjoy what accounting can bring. And, and I started to connect with, um, well, specifically one HVAC client who wanted to know his numbers. And like from there, man, Ryan, it just, it's just been a trajectory. Like the, the excitement, finding out honestly that there were business owners that knew how <laughs> CPAs are bad at running businesses. Like when it comes down to it, not all of us are really understand how to implement business. Um, just happen to be good at numbers. And once I started to connect with business owners that were that had knowledge that knew how to took what I understood and actually put it into play, man, that's just when things got really exciting. So um, 
I joke around CPA firms are like gas stations. There's one on every corner. So how do you stand out your niche? Um, just really fortunate to have connected with the, the home service industries, HVACs uh, originally. And um, yeah, now my wife and I own high velocity accounting. We help um, uh, small business owners put together their numbers, give them a process, meet with them on a monthly basis and just talk about where the future lies. Yeah, I love that. Um, and one thing that stuck out uh, it, is you mentioned HVAC on how the HVAC industry really takes the financials. Um, you know, I'm not sure of the right way to say it is more seriously, um, but there, can you break that down? Like, um, why do you think that is like, do you think it's because they're more established or they have, you know, people like Ken Goodrich or Tommy, you're kind of in that world or Victor's and talking about it more, or do you think it's because there's more things established like coaching and mentorship programs? Like, why do you think that that industry is, is, is so prevalent with, with the financials or so, you know, it's so important. Dude, I honestly think it's because the, the diagnostics, like understanding the plenums and chambers and air restrictions, hmm. uh, bending metal, just the math behind it. I, I almost kind of feel like um, HVAC, HVAC techs and H people in HVAC are, are just a little bit more connected with the mathematical side and understanding that process behind it. That's, that's probably my, I could be wrong, hundred percent wrong, you know, um, being part of the HVAC industry, I've definitely watched it grow up a lot over the last 15 years. Um, you know, not to take it away, but like I, I meet with individuals that are like, oh, they're just going to come out and short my board or something like that. And, and in no way is that the industry that I've, I've gotten to know. And it's been awesome to see the professionals that, like you mentioned, that are following Tommy or Ken Goodrich that really want to go out there and grow a company. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Um, because we're in the concrete coating space and in the painting space. And, you know, I mean, you see, um, you know, um, Nick Slavic, the Jason Paris, they kind of really prevalent in the um, painting space and they are a part of the painting contractor association. There's a lot of talk about finances. Uh, what I noticed in the concrete coating space is it's, it's, it's starting to get professionalized and, 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 but it's, it's, it's not as prevalent where it's talked at, you know, you know, about as much and things like that. Um, and maybe it's a little bit easier too to, uh, to coat some concrete, you know, and put some flakes down, uh, but it's not as, uh, intricate if you will, but yeah, yeah, I was just curious. It's interesting because I see it too. I see it too with like, um, HVAC garage doors, even plumbing, but mainly HVAC and garage doors, you know, I see them just in roofing where the business owners, I mean, you see them, um, there's a lot more business owners that, that understand the finances at some level. And so I love what you, what you and your wife are doing over there at high velocity accounting. Um, and I would love to uh, dive into that a little bit more. Like, um, what, what, um, challenges are you seeing right now, um, in, in the trades when it, you know, when it comes to, um, conquering financial, uh, success? Man, it's, it's crazy because, I've, sometimes I guess I've kind of jumped uh, jumped to the other side of a sh the ship a little bit where I've started to assume everyone is on board. Like everyone, everyone gets this. We've all heard these podcasts. Um, the numbers are out there. Tommy Howard, Tom Mello, Ken Goodrich are talking about this stuff. And it seems like I, then I get involved with a group and, and no, like kind of the stuff's going over the head a little bit. How do we do it? Once you get into the um, into the weeds, like what do those individual steps and processes actually look like? Mm -hmm. So, uh, to be honest, like I feel like some of those challenges that that really got me into the into the the industry are still there. What does QuickBooks look like? How is that connecting with Service Titan or House Call Pro? Um, 
and then what is the result? Like, what are these financials that I'm even looking at? What good is one PL for a month versus a quarter or a trend? And how do I how do I bring that into a budget? You know, back in the in my early days in accounting, a budget was just numbers. We're gonna go from three million to five million. How do we do that? We had two million, beautiful thing. You know, now breaking down budgets as to what does that take for people? Obviously, what's your booking rate and conversion rate? And, you know, what's it going to take to get there? That's really where um, Sish and I, my wife, have started to have fun in this. And actually, like I was telling you a little bit earlier, make these numbers mean something, not just present financial statements, um, not just give you something at the end of the year that your tax accountant can use to reduce your tax debt, but actually give you something to grow on. Yeah, I love that. Um you know, I feel like when, when we first started our businesses, cause so the marketing company, we just entered the fifth year and then Cardinal, uh, just entered the, um, the, uh, the fourth year in business. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, early on it was like, you know, uh, uh my intuition made decisions, you know, and it was, you know, sales <laughs> and marketing, you know, um, and Hey, just keep, you know, and like Mark Cuban says, sales cures all, but that <laughs> there's a stopping point or there's a brick wall there where you have to start to understand that. And, um, yeah, we, you know, we experienced that too, you know, um, where it's like, okay, I think for us, like once we got into like the one, like the million dollar, $1.5 million a year range, it was like, okay, you know, we got to really think about our financial decisions and pulling like the financial decisions into the business decisions, you know? Um, and do you find that like, like, well, I guess how important is it, you know, is it for a new business owner to learn these things early on versus maybe to learn it the hard way by themselves. Boy. Well, so my, my wife and I were having that conversation last night and I don't remember exactly, but you know, is it, is it a fool to learn by your own mistakes and a, you know, and someone, someone, a smarter guy is going to learn from other people's mistakes and implement. Um, we're not recreating the wheel anymore. So the answer seems easy, but maybe it's not that easy. I mean, obviously if you could just go and gleam that information and start from the beginning, full accrual accountants, uh, accounting, um, you know, having a budget, knowing what e each person is going to be in place, um, drawn out for you. Like, gosh, of course I'd go that route and I'd fully understand <laughs> that, you know, but I mean, people are people, human beings, uh, everyone kind of has their own little objective and things change. So, you know, why not? It's okay to struggle. I mean, you know, what do I hear a lot, right? Weak, weak breeze grows weak trees. So why not get in, get in there, learn a little bit, for me, like I like to see volume. Um, once I get to see a process two, three, four times, um, you know, if we just did one job a month, depending on the industry, but I mean, you know, smaller jobs, am I really, am I really getting a good foundation of what it took to cost out that job, to get that phone call, uh, to run a team around it, to see how efficient we were? Not necessarily. So, I mean, it helps to have data. If I listen to um, some other industry gurus, I hear about looking back three years to build a budget mm -hmm. and come up with an average around that. So, you know, I mean, if you're an, uh, an inspiring entrepreneur and you want to just get in there and grow and like like you said, I mean, does sales take take care of cures? Cures a lot. Right. I mean, it helps get money in the bank and then it can you can start to find people to help you make choices. Um, you know, one thing about like volume is at some point it does start to cost you more money like. In the early days, you don't have a lot of overhead. You're selling. Um, you have, you know, 15, 20 tickets a month. But what happens when you hit that 45th ticket? Now everyone's working overtime. Your warehouse is full. The trucks are running and getting flats, uh, you know, flat tires, maintenance, that kind of stuff. So in a sense, that next dollar 
is no longer as worth as the previous dollar. It's kind of like, whoa, let's maybe we should slow down a little bit, implement some process, become more efficient, or let's find out how much money we have and, and increase capacity. Let's get a bigger warehouse. Let's add more trucks and a bigger team. And that's a decision. It probably, like you said, probably that one and a half, you know, 1.5 million where you're kind of like, man, we got to make a choice here. And I can't be in the truck all the time. I can't be making the sales call all the time. Yeah, 100%. Um, in high velocity accounting, who do you guys uh, work with um, in the trades? Is, is, is it a lot of newer companies? Is it companies that are a little bit bigger? Kind of what's the um, kind of the mix there for you guys? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, uh, we found the good fit was 500,000, but that was, a, that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, inflation has taken care of that alone, <laughs> I guess, you know, so like, it's not it's not uncommon to see companies doing a million kind of right out of the box, probably yeah. because it's a little bit more education. Um, for for a good fit, it's definitely that um, one to five million. Just to, I mean, we still see people at five million with no process, more mm. or less. Bad yeah. books um, don't really understand their numbers, so definitely a good fit in that range. Um, Ten million, it, there it's possible that it's kind of like we might say, hey you know, is it, can you get someone in house? Is that something you want to consider? Um, you know, you, you, you might need someone to be managing that service Titan account a little bit closer than we can possibly do for you. Um, someone that's going to understand those individual day-to-day -day transactions. Cause there's, there's times where it's like, I joke around. I don't know what kind of gas stations you get. Where are you at Ryan? Like which we're, we're in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, so quick trip. Chevron's not uncommon, right? Like yeah. Chevron, yeah. um, you know, Fifty dollars at Chevron or five dollars. I go well. One's a Red Bull, the other one's gas. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, so what's what's what is the tech buying when he's there? Um, yeah. We don't always have, are privy to that data, and sometimes the, the the financials can get a little bit distorted as to like really where we're spending the money. But not that that's not you know a huge dollar amount. But my point being is around ten million is where we're starting to kind of see that shift. That it's like man, really consider someone in house. But we've given you a good process, something to to rely on, and and definitely got you there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, there, there's so many companies doing between one and five. Um, oh, what do you think um, from your guys' perspective? Like, um, when 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 people come to you in that one to five range, like, what problems do you see them coming with um, at those stages? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's almost like an embarrassment, but it's but it's. It's funny because like on my side, I've learned two two things, right? I being the um, unempathetic accountant, I used to come in and be like, oh my gosh, these books are crap. And they're like, well, you know, my wife does these books. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so bad with my tongue, so bad. Uh, so, I, you know, definitely foot and mouth quite a bit. Um, but really what people come to me there, I'm embarrassed to show you. I, I don't even want you to see these books. I'm hoping you can dig us out of this hole. Mm. Um for what, you know, for, for, for a lot of reasons, not for whatever reasons. I mean, connecting the server site and having that thing all suddenly just dripping information into your into your accounting system. Um, there's bookkeepers that haven't understood um, in accountants. I mean, there's CPAs, accountants are like, hey, look, I don't even, 10 years ago, they wouldn't even get on QuickBooks online. Didn't want to make that shift. You know, now they're learning that they have to. Um, oh, now you're using an outside program like server site. Well, I'm not going to learn that. I just want to see what comes into QuickBooks. And, and they're not matching... Um, just payments for one. They might see a deposit from Service Titan, fifteen thousand dollars, and they run that straight to income. Well, that was really four, five, six checks that matched a deposit. And so, what we see is um, negative accounts receivable, hmm. a bunch, a bunch of money that's come in that jobs or invoices haven't been matched to, um, undeposited funds. I get into someone's books, and I'm like, if you're familiar with QuickBooks, it has its own account already called undeposited funds. 
And that's where the money comes in after you've accepted payment. And I'll say to them, do you have $665,000 sitting in the drawer? <laughs> no, I wish I did. Yeah, yeah. I wish you did too. <laughs> they probably wouldn't have called yet, you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of one of the first obstacles we, we tack, uh, attack. Um, you know, then chart of accounts, put a numbering system behind them because I'm paying more attentive in that sense. I want to see a nice clean layout, um, build that cost of goods, goods sold, uh, make sure the right accounts are flowing in there. I do see some discrepancies in, in the industry. Maybe somebody wants to put financing above the line. Maybe somebody wants to put it in cost of goods sold. Um, credit card fees. Some people want that in general administrative credit card fees. Some people want it in cost of goods sold. Whatever. Um, we play we play around with that. Kind of. I, I do like to say, look, I get it. There is industry standards, but if we compare that to the NAICS codes, you know, I mean, contractors are out there making two percent net profit that's that's not realistic that's not what these companies are trying to achieve and they're smaller mm -hmm. companies so you know i say like let's let's also build financial uh, statements around ryan's business like what is your yeah. business ryan what is it that you're doing for your employees what you know your unique selling position what's what's special to you and let's build a financial statements that that makes sense for you yeah i like that um and one thing that stood out to me brett was um you know there's been such a big evolution when i first got into the entrepreneur space or started my own businesses was just over five years ago, first one. And um, there's been so much change since then. Um, and specifically like companies are, are, are being, you know, are required to do more now, you know, like even a digital marketing agency, it's not just generate leads. It's like, well, how can we help them convert leads and sell leads? What type of course training can we provide them? And things like that. It's not just like send leads. Same thing with accounting where, you know, I feel like the, the accountants that, um, just go the extra mile and like almost like and almost dip into strategy right or 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 coaching a little bit like what you're doing and kind of like suggesting and hey i'm learning service titan hey i know that software uh, oh you guys use you know hatch or whatever right? right and i think that that's awesome because like i think the companies and the vendors that are leaning in more to understand the client more you can then build a better program for them you know um do you see that too, where there's there's just a big shift in the in the marketplace? Um, and I'll say one more thing is, I've had many bookkeepers and accountants um, that we've you know we've hired, and it's almost like they're just kind of like waiting for you to tell them what to do, you know. And and and, and there's no strategy, there's no suggesting or recommending, and I feel like that's that's a real challenge for especially for a new business owner, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, skill, skill is something that needs to be developed one way or another. My first accounting job in my accounting career, uh, working with QuickBooks, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> it was like, how do I actually get the system to, to operate? Um, and so I get that. And then also if you're just in the industry, in accounting industry and you're only attending, right. A, a, um, continuing education around within accounting world, <clears throat> pardon me, getting over my cold, uh, gap generally accepted accounting procedures, um, tax, right. Employee retention, tax credit, um, uh, gosh, retirement accounts. I mean, there are so many genres just within the accounting world that you could really grow a, a, an entire career accounting controller, maybe just, you know, um, I don't want to say just, but I mean, tax, like it, mm -hmm. it depends on where you want to go. And I'm reading this book relentless right now. Um, totally got me fired up. And it's like, in a sense, um, you know, or, or diamond, what is it? What's that other one? The diamonds in your, in your backyard kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like pick, pick a route and stay on that because, because 
I mean, no matter what the industry, accounting industry, the things that you get into your niche, it can pull you in a, in a lot of different directions. Um, so, you know, it, it, talent, um, having skills in the background is probably going to kind of help out with that. Once I started to learn a little bit more, like to bring it back, like I said, like uh, uh, my blue collar background, working on airplanes, I enjoyed being a hands-on individual. So I really wanted to know the nuts and bolts, the details, the steps. That's definitely like something that I uh, enjoy and excel at. Um, so being able to put that together for someone, especially when I see it come from, hey, this is how we get build a budget that has all these steps behind it. Then I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I can connect those dots and really help you do that. So do I see myself as like a strategist? Um, not necessarily. I'm, again, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm just trying to really connect those dots for you. And now that I see that I can do that, like, yeah, that's just where it became exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. It's interesting. So, you know, I was talking to a client, um, a service legend earlier. And, um, you know, if we just talk about marketing, it's like, okay, that's one thing. But once we start digging into their lead conversion rate, now we figure out what their appointment cost is what their sales closing rate is on the appointments and not just appointments, but ran appointments. What's the, what's the cancel rate. And then, and then what's the average ticket. And then I'm, I'm showing them like, look, this is your most important numbers, your cost per acquisition. And this is what we're doing all this for. And I remember five years ago when we were just running ads, it was like, just run ads and Hey, the cost per lead's amazing. And okay. You say it's great. This is amazing. And then, and then six months later, it's like, Oh, it's not, there's X, Y, Z happening. And I'm like, Hey, but, you, but man, the leads, are, you know, the, I mean, lead cost is great. The lead quality is great. You say it's great. What's going on. Right. And so, and I realized I'm like, well, Hey, I need to understand their business more. And luckily I come from the trade too. And uh, so it helped out a lot, but um, I just noticed like in the marketplace, you know, companies that go that extra mile, just a little bit, just a little bit to serve um, the client base. I feel like that's where it's at nowadays um, with, with, with kind of like what we do, like, you know, you know, I guess like the service business, like serving clients when there's a service afterwards. And um, so I want to move on here a little bit. Um, what would you suggest um, in terms of like a couple numbers, like um, for like a service company, let's like, when you think about like cogs or you think about like, um, so a, I'll, so I'll, you know, I'll proceed with this. There's a lot of companies and a lot of conversations I hear where um, companies, they seem to be overstaffed. So like their, their, their labor to revenue percentage is like, is, is really high. And I'm, and, and so they're like, Hey, I'm too, you know, I'm overstaffed basically. It's like, okay, uh, I see that. Or like their cogs is really high or um, the net profit. Like you said, like, what should their net profit be? Like, should it, you know, should it be 12? Should it be 15? Is there a right or wrong? Like, what are the, some of those important KPIs that they should maybe be aware of, um, like that would help them out before they come hire a great accountant like you? You know, I was sitting in a business planning workshop last November and we were they were talking about like, it's okay to make money, right? And so what did we do? We pulled up McDonald's financial statements and, um, you know, a gross net profit of 25%, so gross net, pro net profit of 25%. And then we kind of backed into like the gross margins, gross profit margin. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, okay, they're selling things that cost pennies and we're selling things that cost a lot more money, you know, a $5,000 HVAC unit or something like that. Um, also, I'm in California, so labor is a little bit higher out here and some different roles. What part? <laughs> uh, Fresno? Fresno. Oh, dude. Hey, I lived in Bakersfield. Oh, there you go. That's where I got my my start at Steve Holloway's, man. Holy moly. <laughs> I love Fresno. Well. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's the exact center of California, more or less. Yeah. I have ac access. It's three hours to everything, or it's three hours to everything. And it yeah, 
Well, I grew up in um in the in the Temecula area. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, man, wow. going to Big Bear or the uh, you know the ocean a couple hours away. Kind of yeah, miss that yeah, place yeah. for sure. Well, one of the only states you can snowboard and and surf in the same day, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go dirt sure. bike riding. That's one of my favorites. Going dirt bike riding. Nice. But um, you know, so labor labor can be high. Um, I mean, and I'm I mean I'm battling like this is where I'm like man. I mean I I haven't ran a three hundred million dollar uh you know HVAC plumbing electrical company so. But it seems to me efficiency before I'm just like, oh, do we have too many people? It's like, well, are the people doing what they need to be doing? Mm. Uh, and are they is everyone maximizing? So I'm I am trying to kind of uh, merge into a more of a general manager role, if you will, or specific manager role as of, you know, as opposed to just being a generalist, like really understand the chaos and what's going on behind those numbers. And that's the biggest part of accounting. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I mentioned earlier, if I pulled a we looked in October financial statement, profit and loss statement. It doesn't tell me a lot. It might tell me if I looked at last October comparatively, it might tell me if I, you know, looked at the last quarter compared to the previous quarter kind of needs some sort of a trend to get an idea of like what's going on in the company. Hmm. And then you got to dig down. Like where did these transactions come from? Uh, who was the person that initiated it? Where did it end? And so, yeah, I mean, you know, it sounds like we kind of hear this a lot, 20%, um, labor cost of goods sold. Um, at, you know, at the end of the day, you're going for 50% gross margin. So whether that's 15% labor, 35% materials or 20% labor, and, you know, um, I'm sure people would cringe 30% materials kind of, you know, kind of thing. Well, then, you know, maybe you need to work on getting your prices, uh, mm -hmm. right. When you're going to your vendor and seeing if you can pay, pay, pay a lower fee. Uh, maybe you need to raise your prices compared to what it is that you're selling. Maybe you need a better sales process. And so it's not just, can't just pinpoint it all around one number. Mm -hmm. And then I even, it's even a good idea to why not go ahead and spot check. Like, okay. Cause I, I usually tell clients, especially new clients, like, Hey, it's going to take a little while to get this cleaned up. Um, we're going to start to have a, a process and a flow. We're going to start to be able to, to recognize a trend. So we're going to see hundred percent sales, 50% gross profit margin, um, 30%, overhead, leaving you with a 20% net profit. Um, but, but what jobs really drove that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, right, let's go look at those specific individual jobs and make sure that we did everything correctly. I mean, we have clients where we found that the, their techs, you know, are discounting heavily or not closing out an invoice, um, right? The little mistakes, because that those little mistakes do get hidden in the overall volume. Like, man, my numbers are pretty good. Well, yeah, but you actually had one job that was super heavy that just was horrible. What happened there? So it is good to spot check. That's auditing in general. Let's just go in, take a look, follow up. Yeah, and it's nice to have somebody in your corner that actually knows what to audit and what to look for. Um, you know, and so it's 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 awesome having a resource like that. You know, if you guys are listening here um, and um, you know you don't have anybody, I highly suggest reach out, find, get somebody in your corner here um, that, that that can help you look for the um kind of the opportunities as i like to look you know call it not for the problems but look for the opportunities in in the in the data um and um when you work with um companies do you find it challenging where because all of those things that we're talking you know like the, you know that you're saying right that you're talking about is something that you're not going to implement right it's another business and, and and you're just telling them what's what um do you find it challenging like to just tell them what to do and then you sit back and then you meet with them again and maybe it's not happening. Like, 
do you experience that where where you're trying oh, to get things implemented and it doesn't work? Oh yeah, I mean there, that's that is a frustration for sure. Uh, I usually ask new clients, "Do you have the time for me?" And mm. and am I going to be the biggest thorn in your side for the next thirty days? You know, and if they're like, "Oh no, I absolutely have time for you," and please bug me with everything along the way, um, you know, I know that's a good sign, right? Oh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to have an hour a month to meet with you. I'm like. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? We got to really dig into what these numbers are about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, some of the systems like uh, capturing receipts, like, again, I kind of go back to that Chevron, you know, make sure the guy's taking the picture of the receipt. Cause if it's, if it's Red Bull, we want to know if it's gas, obviously we want to know. That's probably one of the harder ones. Then it's working with the vendors, making sure um, that we're getting, it's really collecting data. That is probably the hardest. It's like, Oh, well, QuickBooks online, you're connected to my bank account. It's all right there. You know, and I'm like, well, let's not let QuickBooks do your accounting. Let's, let's how about you do the work and we'll let QuickBooks sum it all up for us, right? Like, don't let the program tell you how to run your business. Let's, let's run our business now, make sure that the, the program is backing us up. So that's really the, the biggest flip, I think. Yeah. The input's going to change the output, you know? Um, yeah. And that's like, you know, you see it all over, like even, even your clients will be my clients. It's like, you know, if you have a, home service company and they don't make time for the important things. Well, it's a challenge. It's same thing with the the service company. If they deal with a homeowner, that's not going to give them the time of day to work with them and set expectations. It, it just happens. And, and so I think that that's important is um, the art of the execution or implementation of like, if you're working with an accountant and they're suggesting things and they're pointing things out and they're making you aware of certain things, it's so mission critical. If you're listening to, to then execute and almost like how I've seen it is like, if you can almost treat like your accountant, like a coach in, like in a way where it's like you're being held accountable by them. Right. Like they're like, they're, they know what's what from a, you know, from, from black and white, like this is what the data is telling us, but it's our duty as the business owner to say, okay, awesome. Mission accepted. Here's what I'm, here's what we're going to go do. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, get systems for um, that service because it's increasing my, my, my cogs because it's just so inefficient. And I can see that clear as day. Cause we have this many crews, that crew's underperforming, but it's our duty to go implement those things. And I remember early on, Brett, like, like the accountant would tell us stuff and I'm like, Hey, and nothing happened, man. Like we're not making more net profit. And he's like, dude, I told you what to do. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I want to put some uh, responsibility on us from the accountants to make sure that we, we, we also execute and implement what, what you guys are suggesting here and there, you know? I mean, I laugh a little, you be careful who you're talking with. Accountants uh, tend to be extremely conservative. I don't mean, I'm, I don't mean politically, but like financially, right. Um, right. So it's kind of like, Oh gosh, don't, don't do that. Or, you know, we shouldn't be spending that. You know, they're not going to, if they're not industry specific, we're not going to be like, Hey, it's slowing down. Let's get that marketing going. Right. That's not going to be <laughs> yeah. an accountant's mind. It's like, Oh, we're protecting the margins. We're going to protect the margins to death here. Like easy, buddy. Um, the other one is, you know, what's the, what's the favorite? It's like, Oh, yo tax. It's December. Yo tax. Go buy five trucks. Let's get rid of that tax. I don't need five trucks. Like why on earth would I spend that cash? Why don't we make sure we're growing this company the right, the right way. And so, I, you know, with that kind of like, I, that's why I do definitely like, that's why I get myself involved and make sure that I want to understand the trades or, or the industry and which direction it's going. Make sure I understand that company. I'd much rather work with fewer companies and under and get in, intertwined with what, who they are mm-hmm. than try to just kind of pound my chest and say, Hey, this is the way it is for everybody. Just go do this because I don't think that's true for each company. And that's, what's still great. It's like, even though there is all of this coaching and a lot of people are definitely paying attention, which is, which is great because the conversations have gotten better. I mean, there's still so much freedom for choice 
to go out and run a company that you want. Um, anything can happen right away. I mean, I was digging into chat GPT yesterday only to find out it's going to implode on me. You know? <laughs> right. Get ready for that change all of a sudden. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty interesting. Um, um, so, you know, I want to jump into a couple little things here. Um, can you talk about, um, you own a, is it a roofing company that you own? Yeah. So, um, minor shareholder in um, armament roofing here in Fresno coatings and roofing. Um, that was my entrepreneurial itch that I wanted to really connect with a contractor and say, Hey, on the joking side, like, you know, they say, they say 95% don't implement. I was like, well, hold my beer. Like, let's do it. <laughs> and, uh, Oh man, I've been met with my own challenges. So, you know, I, I never want to paint the picture of like, it's going to go, it's going to be beautiful. There's a lot of like, I've had to learn about leadership. I've definitely learned a lot about myself. I'll be honest, Ryan, like knowing that we are doing this podcast, not that I'm uh, doubtful, but I start to question stuff. Like I talk to industry leaders and I'm like, man, do I even, <laughs> do I even know what I'm doing anymore? Like, oh my goodness. You know, you start to get a lot of feedback from a lot of mm -hmm. different people. And like I said, I, I woke up fired up this morning. I mean, I'm always jump out of bed. Let's go. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to work through this. Um, so yeah, roofing company. I was excited to talk to you because it is coatings and roofing. We do want to yeah. bring in floor coatings uh, into the business and getting a team around that. And I don't know anything about coding, you know, like physically, not anything physically about it. So like, I have to learn a lot just to get that going. Sure. I can give them financials. Hey, this is what you should charge. Yeah. <laughs> that should be tight. You know, like, um, you know, definitely the business is going to, uh, stay out of the IRS's, uh, hands. Most likely They're, I mean, the odds are up there for you guys, you know, uh, that you guys are going to do those things right. And that you guys will have clarity on the finances, but, um, yeah, it's interesting. The, um, so I got my first start in certain in, in home services in Bakersfield. Um, and, uh, you know, I did commercial estimating there and then I went and worked for that residential concrete coating company. And yeah, you know, they had started one crew when, when I had got there, like three men, three months prior, I think something like that. And, um, you know, each, each trailer can do about 700 grand a year. Um, I've, I've, I've seen it higher than that. Um, I think Jeff gear, gosh, is doing more than that, but like, um, and then I see companies doing, you know, 600, 650, but it should be doing about 700 K a year top line. And by the time I left, there was four crews starting a fifth crew. Um, and, um, it wasn't that long. Uh, it wasn't that long. So it's a great opportunity and there's definitely a market for it. Um, in, in kind of Kern County, Fresno County, Tulare County. Um, is it, is it Tulare or Tulare? Tulare, yeah. yeah. Tulare County. And then there's one other one up there. Yeah. You got it for the most part. Yeah. Anyway, so there's there, a, Fresno. yeah, there's a great market demand. So, um, yeah, if you ever want to jump into it, um, yeah. I can definitely help you out. Um, we'll definitely be talking later on, on, you know, with you. I'll be learning yeah, yeah. from you right here. Yeah. Um, on that, um, so how long ago was it that you started? You're like, hey, I want to invest or 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 be a partner in that in that business. Yeah. We had the discussions in December 2022. Um, uh -huh. We got going. Um, really, had ran a couple of calls in January. Kind of got the phone number, reached out to House Call Pro, just set up an account, just started slowly going. Um, blew it big time. I set a budget for five hundred thousand. We're gonna do one point four this year. Wow! No yeah. way! It's Man. been. It's been amazing. Like it's really been exciting. Um, but man, like I say, like, it's just, there's a lot of just, just people. And I mean, you know, I definitely like my 20 year accounting career was sitting in a silo at times and not really communicating with people. So that's why I'm really happy about the role that Cisha and I have made and being able to connect and 
connect with people like yourself, Ryan, is that I now get to go out and talk to people. But with 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 that came a lot of skill building. So I get to implement that and learn that around the whole roofing industry. Um, everyone has their opinion. You know, should it just be a sales team? Are you are you uh, um, using a subcontractor? You know, what's what should that model look like? And I'm, you know, I don't have all the answers on that for sure. I'm definitely listening. <laughs> hey, well, you know, if you started with all the answers, then I, I would question you a little bit, you know, I, so I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, man, I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. And I wanted to highlight that because I don't think that every accountant or every marketer or every, you know, uh, vendor has to have ownership or be the expert of the actual niche that they're working with. I don't think that that's, you know, obviously practical, but I do think it's cool when I see that type of thing happening, like what you're doing, because you, there's, I, I mean, there's so many things that you're going to learn. I mean, just what you've learned already, it's incredible. And, and the way that you're going to be able to understand and just be able to just kind of be in alignment with those traits, like, you know, your clients, uh, it's for me, I think it's just cool. It's cool to have those conversations, cool to have alignment, to truly understand what they're going through. Um, oh, I think yeah. it's going to just be a stepping stone to velocity. Um, so I'm excited for you, man. And congrats on the, on the, what is that? Over, over a hundred percent increase of what you thought. I mean, I just blew the budget. Is that really <laughs> fair? <You> know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely like, that's, that has been fun. Um, like you're saying, like having to know the industry. No, I mean, that was part of it. Like what I heard was, um, uh, nine out of 10 roofing companies go out of business every five years. And usually once somebody gets rolling, the franchise tax board or the IRS pretty much comes and, you know, and squashes them to death with unpaid taxes and penalties. And I said, well, shoot, from the background, I can get you, I can protect you there. You know, I, we can make sure that that keeps rolling. But then it was just the whole next side of, of actually being connected, building those relationships. And that's where it's just taken off. That's cool. Um, and for high velocity, uh, kind of what's next for you guys? I mean, we're Mid-November, Thanksgiving on Wednesday, uh, or yeah, on Wednesday, oh, on Thursday, sorry. Uh, and yeah. we have the holidays coming up here. Kind of what's next, you know, kind of ending this year and going into next year for you guys. Yeah, I apologize. My dog just came in the door here. Um, well, so no November, into November, December, it really is tax planning season um, and build and budget building. So that's, we're going to be pretty, pretty busy doing that stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to the snow. My girls ski, looking forward to getting out and doing some snowboarding. So it's kind of our little chance to play like October 15th is the last tax deadline. So we finally get a little chance to just do family stuff for whatever reason, my whole family's birthdays are like all in this, you know, in this couple of months. Um, so definitely enjoy that part of it. Um, I, I do find, right. So we got the, the shoulder season for the HVAC contractors. So now that they're not so busy, it's like, oh, okay, well, we need to dig in. You know, the phone starts ringing a lot more. Hey, Brett, what's going on? Let's do this budget. Let's find out more. Um, and then January, February, March, tax season and pre-busy season is when we do start to get a lot of phone calls about potential new clients. They're like, hey, we want to get this right. We want to get this right this year. So that that's kind of been the trend, um, you know, more or less kind of riding that wave right now. Cool. Um, do you guys, uh, does high velocity, um, accounting have any, um, um, like budget, uh, webinars or budget building workshops or things like that? I have a list. I have this lit, huge list of all these things that I'm ready to deliver on, <laughs> um, and, and be, be a person that really just start putting free stuff out there. So, um, I have not, 
and it is it is definitely like my goal. Um, armament definitely ate up a lot of my time this year, but now that I've just got some like like when you were mentioning it, like feeling where the clients like I actually feel their pain when they're telling me like this doesn't connect and that doesn't work and I can't get this guy to do that. I'm like, oh my gosh, literally just did that this morning. <laughs> I didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but now that that's kind of starting to, to come together and building a team, ultimately, I, I really want to sell Armament. Like if I did have a succession plan, that's what it's going to be for the owner. Nice. I kid around about putting him in the corner office. Let me do the <laughs> thing, but put in a management team. Um, and then just keep just keep out, you know, with the whole chat GPT thing, do I get in the back of my mind? Like, is this going to all be automated? Like, is, but I'm like, it's just not, not right away. No, nothing yeah. to worry about. So yeah. Uh, building webinars, putting together a little bit of YouTube channel. Um, sometimes the numbers are boring, not going to lie. No matter yeah. how sexy I try to make it look, you know, it's kind of like, oh, another Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But with that sense, like, yeah, dude, I'm happy to share and really start putting it out there and and just give a process. Um, If I have just a minute, like we, we kind of mm-hmm. talk about the 4M process. That's kind of yeah. how I guide uh, a lot of my calls. Um, the fourth, the first M is um, maintenance. I say, don't, you know, don't get out of the truck just to become an accountant. Accounting is tedious. So, you know, if you're hiring us, let us do that for you. Let us implement that process, go through the reconciliations, record all the data so that we can then have metrics, the second M, which is financial statements, metrics, KPIs, something to gauge yourself and your process. Um, Once we have that good data, we can then uh, implement the third M, which is management, hold management meetings, what's working, what's not working, what do you want to implement? What would it cost to implement? Um, and then, you know, the big buzzword is EBITDA and I'm like, yeah, but what about EAT eat earnings after tax? Like, what are you left to eat with? So we get into cash flow, cash flow projections. Um, my grandfather was a mortician. So I do like to kind of joke around cradle to grave. That's really the process we want to give you, you guys as business owners. Um, you know, a lot of business owners don't just have their business. They might have some real estate property. They might own the building that their company is in. And so it's a bigger picture. And so we want to give you that whole, not only cash flow projection within the company, but how about tax flow projection in and outside of the company and how much money, you know, is that going to give you at the end of the day? Wow. Yeah, man. I love that. That sounds great. Um, and I think we'll be putting this on social too, and we'll send you the link and, and I'd love to get this out because, uh, and that's why I wanted to do this too, like towards the end of the year is, you know, I feel like it's such a perfect time. It's such a perfect time to yeah. focus on the non-sexy stuff. You know, it's easy to get, 50 people to a sales workshop webinar, you know, but you know, you do accounting and it's like, and you know, I think, uh, man, I'd love to find out a way to make like talking about this stuff, super attractive and, and fun and sexy for these guys. Right. Cause you know, if you hear like, um, like Alex Ramosi, I, you know, I watched a YouTube video of his and he's like, look how you scale a company. It's not, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. It's, it's the non-sexy stuff that everyone does, you know? And, um, so I think it's, it's, uh, if we can call it maybe the non-sexy season, you know, it's winter, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, no, I love what you're doing, man. And, and, and would love to, uh, um, get more involved on the opportunities of, uh, here on the opportunities of getting people in, in your ecosystem. Um, if people want to um, reach out and learn more about what you do, what's the best place for them to reach out? Yeah, you can pretty much always find me on Facebook. I'm, I'm bad on the messenger side, though. I true, I do try to check it out because the phone is always buzzing. So I have those notifications turned off. But you can definitely find me at Facebook, Brett Neal. Um, our, our website is highvelocityaccounting.com. 
Uh, we have the website chat. You know, we'll respond to you as quick as possible. You can fill out our form, answer some questions. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess social, I'm, I'm pretty much out there, but Facebook's, you know, tends to be the number one source nowadays. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, and I, I, you know, I think if you guys are open to it, Brett and I were potentially talking about doing some sort of webinar and we can even do it here in the group um, or a workshop. Um, and maybe we can break down. Um, I think you call it is the 4M system. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can break that down in a workshop style, um, maybe going into new year. And it's like how to, how to plan for the year or, or something like that. Um, I'll ask around with some clients and see if they'd be open to something like that. Um, if you're open to it, man. Sure. Yeah. I'd uh, love to connect with you on that and we'll put something together and give a presentation and help people out, help them plan 2024. I mean, it wasn't two months ago where I was like all that big talk about budgeting, what's 2023 going to look like? And I was like, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 23 is done, man. Yeah. Um, let's get ready for 2024 now and, and start that whole process over again. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for your time and uh, we'll see you guys next week for another episode. Um, hey, Brett, have an amazing Thanksgiving. Hopefully you have some some great time with family, friends. Uh, think about what you're grateful for. I, you know, I know I am, and uh, I hope all the listeners uh, that are going to watch on the replay, Apple, Spotify. Hopefully, you guys have an amazing uh, Thanksgiving as well. Um, hey, and don't forget, you know, I'm going to leave everyone with this. Uh, I saw um, there's a guy named Jason Phillips. I'm not sure if you know who he is. He owns a company called Phillips Home Improvements. Uh, they do roofing, but they do also painting. And I saw him put out something. He said, you know, if you have a team, you have a company, and you have employees don't forget to ask every single one of them if they have a place to go this Thanksgiving. Cause sometimes, right. I mean, service legend has 17 employees. Cardinal has 14. There's going to be someone maybe that does not have a place to go. And, you know, I just think it's our duty as leaders to, to, to reach out, be proactive. And uh, so if you have any team members out there that are going to be lonely for the Thanksgiving holiday here, reach out to them, invite them into your home, invite them to spend time with you and your family if you have to, if they have nowhere to go, just make sure your team has, has somewhere to go. So I'm going to leave that with you guys and um, have an amazing Thanksgiving. See you guys next week. It's awesome. Thanks, Brett. Thank you. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.